And now, it's time for Lawyers for Jesus Radio, lighting our path through law. A show about faith in the law and in the marketplace. Featuring the partners from the law firm Mauk and Baker. Located in downtown Chicago, Mauk and Baker is nationally known for defending freedom and serving the people of faith. And now, Lawyers for Jesus. Good afternoon. Welcome to Lawyers for Jesus. I'm Whit Brisky. I'm an attorney and a partner at the law firm of Malkin Baker in Chicago. We are Christian attorneys who focus on serving the body of Christ. We do everything from zoning to estate planning, nonprofit administration to religious freedom. You can find more about us by going to MalkBaker.com. That's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com or call 312-726-1243. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter to keep up to date on developments about faith and the law. Today, our guest is Kimberly Begg of Young America's Foundation, and we'll be discussing how your intent as a charitable donor might be ignored. Kimberly, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and Young America's Foundation? Yes, thank you, Whit, first of all, for having me on. I'm really happy to be on with you today. Uh, I'm a vice president and general counsel with Young America's Foundation. You may be familiar with Young America's Foundation. We are the largest youth outreach organization in the conservative movement. We work with high school age students as well as college students. And for many young people, Young America's Foundation is their first introduction to the conservative movement. Uh, It's how I got involved 20 years ago. Okay, and uh, can you tell us uh, what are community foundations, family foundations, and donor-advised funds, and what's the danger of leaving your charitable bequests to those organizations? Yes, um, I have found, so as uh, general counsel um, with Young America's Foundation, part of my role is to uh, serve as our director of planned giving. Uh, So I've been working with supporters of Christian causes and conservative causes for many years. Um, And I have found uh, this trend over the last few years of uh, individuals who are philanthropically uh, minded of uh, delaying the decision of um, how to use their charitable assets um, after they are gone. Um, So what is happening is a lot of these donors to Christian and uh, conservative groups um, are being convinced to put their money in a family foundation or a community foundation or a donor-advised fund and let others down the road after they're gone uh, spend their money. Um, Basically, what a donor-advised fund, which has become very popular in recent years, is uh, that the benefit to an individual is that they get an immediate tax deduction and then they can delay how their money is spent charitably over time. Well, once that donor dies, um, the organization that has that money really can do whatever they want with it. Um, And actually, by law, a donor-advised fund um, is not allowed to be controlled by the donor. So a donor completely relinquishes control of those assets. Um, And if they've done so through a bequest, um, then they're not even allowed to, then they won't even be around to monitor it. All right, and so what can happen if, um, uh, for example, the uh, gift is directed toward uh, a 
group that uh, is a Christian organization? Mm-hmm. Well, what can happen is we are seeing um, a, a lot of individuals who want to continue to do good after they die. And um, the intent sounds great. You want to continue to make a difference. You care about your children and your grandchildren, and you want your hard-earned money to continue to help them after they die. But what we're seeing is that gifts that are intended to help um, uh, uh, Christian organizations and conservative organizations, they may not actually be able to do what you want it to do. And I can give you a couple examples all right. Um, in my own practice here at Young America's Foundation, I could give you a, a few, but I'll, I'll focus on two. Um, one is we had a supporter who was very, very close with us. Um, had been to the Reagan Ranch. It's a major part of uh, our programs here at Young America's Foundation, and just was very involved with our work. And he left a major gift to Young America's Foundation through his estate. Uh, when we'd found out that he had passed away, we were very, very sad about the loss of a friend. Um, and very honored that he wanted to do this very significant thing through his estate. Well, what we found out is he had actually relinquished all control of his assets to a donor-advised fund that was housed at a community foundation. And when we got in touch with the community foundation, they told us right off, off the bat that we didn't even have a seat at the table um, because by law, they were correct, because by law, our supporter had completely relinquished control even though he had told them that he fully expected this gift to benefit Young America's Foundation. It actually took the efforts of two former United States attorneys general to get the Community Foundation to start returning our calls um, and to start discussing a settlement with us. Well, that's a, that's a real problem. Uh, this is Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Whit Brisky of the law firm of Malkin Baker, and we're speaking with Kimberly Begg of Young America's Foundation. And Kimberly, you had another example of where this can happen in uh, in your own work. I did, and this other example is um, something that I, really concerns me, and I think that all Christians um, and all Christian advisors, legal and financial advisors, need to be made aware of this. For the first time a few months ago, we received a notice from a company saying that uh, matching gifts to Young America's Foundation would not be honored unless we adopted a so-called non-discrimination policy um, that is uh, part of the very radical left-wing um, agenda with uh, new gender categories. Um, it is, uh, it's called a non-discrimination policy so that a lot of uh, corporations will adopt it because nobody wants to be um, against it, uh, uh, for discrimination. Everybody wants to be for love. Nobody wants to be considered a hater. So we're finding that a lot of companies are adopting these policies because they're being very, very um, pressured. Um, and this is actually a part of a very large-scale effort by the Human Rights Campaign. You might be familiar with this George Soros-funded group. But what they're doing is they're raiding companies based on whether or not they are adopting these so-called non-discrimination policies um, that are very much at odds with Christian values. So I think what we're going to start seeing over the next few years is community foundations and family foundations and donor-advised funds, even if they agree with um, the intent of the donor who relinquishes control of these assets, and even if they want to 
give the gifts the way that the donor originally intended, I think we're going to start seeing, by the pressure of the human rights campaign and other radical left-wing groups, I think we're going to see these organizations um, claim that they cannot make these gifts because it's against public policy. And what is the goal of the human rights campaign and other similar groups? You know, the goal is really to build consensus that Christians are haters and that our churches and um, our organizations that are uh, doing our religious work um, are hate groups. All right. So, and the reason for that might be that that the church refuses to uh, sanctify a gay marriage. Is that one of the examples? I think that's one of many examples. You know, here at Young America's Foundation, we have um, speakers to groups of young audiences who talk about traditional values, and traditional values are a part of our mission. Um, You know, the the left likes to uh, talk in terms of the right to worship, that we all have a right to worship, um, and that means that you have a right to pray in any building, um, basically, that you want, if it is a religious building. Um, but the, the right to free exercise of religion is, is much larger than that. And um, individuals living out their faith in a day-to-day basis, a lot of the time that means partnering with groups, organizations that are doing the work that you support. So a lot of Christian groups that are um, bigger than just the, the worshiping that goes on in, in a particular building um, is a part of the, the larger Christian um, religious and, and faith experience. Um, Young America Foundation does have speakers who talk about these issues, um, and again, that would be considered against the um, uh, the more accepted progressive values um, of of the left, of the left that wants to identify and recognize um, lots of new genders um, that our speakers are teaching the young people who go through our programs um, that that they should be very skeptical of. Um, you know, some of the speakers we've had recently, Ken Blackwell has spoke on these issues, uh, Reverend Robert Sirico um, of the Acton Institute, Robert George is a, a frequent speaker at our programs, Kathy Ruse, um, and you can see how, uh, how these people are, um, are, are very much a threat and very much challenging um, a lot of these leftist ideals. And even outside the charitable giving area, there are uh, lawsuits against uh, bakers and photographers yes. who may refuse to participate in a gay marriage. So this is really part of a broader societal problem. This is huge. You know, we are seeing, um, we are seeing the left attack Christians from all angles. Um, you know, the left has been uh, very successful in using the courts um, to, go, uh, to go after Christians. You know, I think that's why the work that you do with um, at your firm is, is so valuable, providing that um, legal help to Christians um, who, are, who are trying to live out their faith um, on a day-to-day basis. Um, but again, you know, it's, it's a lot of the, the organizations that are um, specializing in a certain aspect of, um, relig- of living out our faith on a day-to-day basis that we have to make sure that we are protecting. You know, over the next few years, we're expecting a huge wealth transfer, um, the largest wealth transfer in American history. Kimberly, uh, I'll let you finish that answer after the break. Uh, When we come back, we'll uh, uh, talk a little bit more about making sure your own charitable gifts are used for the purposes intended. I'm Whit Brisky of Malkin Baker, and you're listening to uh, Lawyers for Jesus.
Welcome back to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Whit Brisky, partner of the law firm of Malkin Baker, and we're talking with Kimberly Begg of Young America's Foundation, and we're discussing how your charitable gifts can be hijacked for a purpose you didn't intend and how you can prevent that happening. Uh, Kimberly, a lot of money uh, is expected to be given to a charity in the next uh, few years. Is that right? Indeed. We are living through the greatest wealth transfer in American history right now. Um, And over the next few decades, more than $27 trillion is expected to be given to charity. That is a huge opportunity for the left. Um, We know that the left sees that opportunity Um, And we think that that is why they are making this huge effort to redirect funds away from Christian and conservative groups to support their own causes. Okay. And Kimberly, what role should uh, financial and legal advisors play in warning Christians about this danger and helping them avoid it? That is such um, an important question. This is a bit of a sticky situation because for a lot of lawyers and a lot of uh, wealth and financial advisors, there's a financial incentive um, to keep your money and to continue to manage it. Um, Lawyers continue to have work. If you have a family foundation, they structure the family foundation and then they continue to oversee it and to help your family members over a number of years. And then, of course, at community foundations and donor-advised funds, you you have uh, wealth uh, managers who are actively managing your fund, and then there's the administration um, side of it. So I, I think it's important to look to advisors who are independent, who don't have a financial incentive in keeping your sticky money. Um, there are good groups out there that you can seek um, this kind of advice from. Um, Wait, I know that you've done this kind of work in the past. Indeed, we have, and uh, I, I know uh, sometimes uh, the uh, uh, families may even consider uh, that the lawyer has sort of guided where the money is gone. So this is always a danger. Mm-hmm. It is. It is, and even when you have family members um, making decisions down the road, um, you don't know what your um, your niece or your nephew or um, grandchildren or great-grandchildren down the road, what they're going to value. So um, it, it, it's, a, um, it's risky. It's risky to allow other people to spend your money. All right. So what's the alternative to the family foundation or the uh, community foundation in terms of giving your money? We are asked this question a lot. And I think the single most important piece of advice that um, we give is to pick groups that you trust. Rather than having other people make decisions about how to spend your money down the road many years into the future, pick groups now. I advise um, giving incrementally to groups. Um, See how they spend the money. Um, If you want to give for a particular purpose, see that they honor your intent when you give it during your life. Monitor what the groups are doing um, during your life and then pick good groups that are going to honor your intent. Um, Another very important aspect of that is to pick groups that have a history of doing what you don't want to do. We've seen a lot of um, Christians and conservatives give to their alma mater, where they went to um, college or where they went to high school, and um, expect all of a sudden for that group or that that, um, school to all of a sudden start a, a Christian group at the school or to start a conservative program at that school when they've had no history of doing that in the past. And um, that is uh, generally not a wise idea. 
Well, I know YAF has lots of events for its donors. Uh, and is it important for the donors to stay involved in what uh, the objects of their charitable giving are doing? Very, very much so. Um, we have an open-door policy here where any of our supporters can come by, um, sit in on a program. We also have live streams. So you can actually watch the programs and watch to see what our speakers are telling the students who go through our programs. Um, we have a schoolhouse for Reaganism um, in Santa Barbara uh, that serves as um, an introduction to a lot of young people and a lot of community members to the conservative movement on the West Coast. And we have programs there constantly. Um, we also have our national headquarters here in Virginia. That's where I'm talking to you from today. Um, and we have events here that supporters um, of Young America's Foundation are invited to attend. Well, that's a good way of watching your money while you're alive. And then uh, when you pass away, uh, what is the best thing to do with your money? The best thing to do when you pass away, a lot of our assets are tied up in homes, so you you can't necessarily give all of it during your life, a straightforward bequest. And the more complicated you make your will or the more complicated you make your living trust, um, the more likely it is that the courts are going to get involved and somebody is going to contest the gift. Um, So our advice is to make a very straightforward bequest to the groups that you trust the most. Good. You're listening to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Whit Brisky of the law firm of Malkin Baker. We're speaking with Kimberly Begg of Young America's Foundation about how you can protect your charitable gifts and your charitable purpose. Uh, Kimberly, other than making sure your own money goes to the uh, uh, right place, what uh, do you recommend that Christians and other conservatives do in uh, making sure uh, that society continues to direct money to these good purposes? I think the first thing is we need to talk about this. I think we have to understand. Um, I think we have to be very honest about the very real threat um, that a lot of these left-wing activist groups pose. Um, the human rights campaign has been very proud of its efforts and its rating system. You can actually go online right now to the human rights campaign website, type in the name of a company, and it will tell you how that company is being rated. I think um, Christians within companies like that need to need to stand up um, and need to um, let others know that what the left-wing groups are asking their company to do is at odds with Christian values. Um, I think that can be scary to do. Nobody likes to be called a bigot. Nobody likes to be called a hater. Uh, but that's what we're called to do. And we've even seen examples where uh, a person who gives uh, a few hundred dollars to uh, fighting gay marriage, for example, is forced out of his own company. Yes, we are seeing that, aren't we? Um, You know, a few years ago, the National Organization for Marriage, you probably remember, um, their 990 was actually leaked from the IRS. The IRS leaked the 990. Um, The Schedule B is where the list of donors' names and their addresses are listed, their their top donors. They actually gave it to the Human Rights Campaign, which is the the number one um, enemy of Christian groups. Um, So we're seeing that um, happening at the IRS. What's also very concerning is we're seeing this in New York and um, California right now, where the attorneys general are trying to force groups like Young America's Foundation to produce your Schedule B. Right now, when a leak happens, everybody knows it's at the IRS. What's going to happen is if we're required to start giving our confidential 
Schedule B list of donor names and addresses to various states around the country, you're not going to know where the leak comes from. And pretty soon it's going to be um, pretty public. And, of course, then the donors can be intimidated into either not uh, giving the money or uh, asking you to do something special with it. That's, That's exactly right. And that's a huge concern. And our supporters have absolutely told us that their privacy is something that they value and they don't want to be targeted. If you have a business, you don't want to be boycotted. You know, we've seen, um, we've, we've seen this probably most publicly with the, the Chick-fil-A protests um, that, uh, being called um, hate chicken and, and a hate group um, for adhering to Christian principles. Um, that's just one example. You know, on a local level, um, in a local level, we see it too. Uh, yes, and... Uh... What, what additional things do you think that uh, uh, Christians and conservatives can do to make sure that their uh, funds get used for the right purpose? I think that we have to have um, a very honest conversation um, with the groups that we support, with our family members, um, with our attorneys. Um, and I think the more information that you can leave behind, the better. Um, the more explicit you can be about your intent, the better, um, so that you're not having somebody challenge um, exactly what you want to do down the road. Um, we've seen a lot of um, money intended for um, traditional and Christian purposes um, just get um, hijacked over time. So if you can have a mission statement um, and make very, very clear to the organization that you want to support um, you're just you're going to have a better chance of your intent being honored. But really, picking picking the best groups is the best way to do that. And I and I can say that from the lawyer's standpoint, it's also important to ask anybody you're planning an estate for, uh, do they have charitable intentions, mm-hmm. and what are those intentions? Make them specific rather than leaving it to um, uh, just happenstance as to whether or not they do that. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, Kimberly, we uh, appreciate your coming in today. And how can um, people learn more about Young America's Foundation and uh, what they do? Our website is online at yaf.org. That's probably the best way. Um, We also have a great phone number. It's 800-USA-1776. And we very much encourage any of you listening out there, if you have a high school student or a college student, that you're in touch with, a member of your own family, um, or anybody else that you know, please send them our way. Um, it will be the most memorable experience they have during their education. All right. And uh, uh, do you have a Facebook page, too? We do. We do. You can just type in Young America's Foundation. You'll find us there. All right. Uh, and if you have a legal need or a question uh, and want the perspective of a local Christian attorney, Contact us at Malkin Baker. You can reach us at 312-726-1243. Again, at 312-726-1243 or at malkbaker.com. That's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com. You can also find us on Twitter and Facebook. God bless you and have a wonderful Saturday. I'm Whit Brisky, partner at Malkin Baker, and this is Lawyers for Jesus Radio. Yes, indeed, you're going to have to serve some.